Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's over-the-top cycling, Boulder, Colorado. We are outside of Spruce Confections, enjoying a sunny day here with Coach John Hughes, and we are going the distance with Coach John Hughes. John, today we're going to talk mental training, correct? Correct, because for almost every rider, well, for every rider that I coach, and almost every rider, you can get more gain out of time put in mental training than out of the same amount of time put into physical training. Most people are already in pretty good to great shape physically, but they don't have the mental skills when push comes to shove. We were talking in an earlier podcast about what to do if something goes wrong in Paris, PBP. You don't solve that with your physical strength. You solve that with your mental skills. So that's why I really emphasize those. And there are two different kinds, well, two different kinds of mental skills. One kind is intellectual. So that's, again, Paris, 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 developing a ride plan. And the other type is emotional. So think above the neck and below the neck. Emotional is learning how to deal with anxiety. Learning is important. You had to learn how to shift. You had to learn how to stand. You had to learn how to climb. You had to learn how to descend. You had to learn how to ride in a group. You didn't pick it up immediately. Same thing with mental skills. They take practice. You have to learn them. You know, it's interesting. I, you know, coming back from injury, have been out just so slow on the hills around here and not being able to push at a speed that I'm used to and just going up and thinking, oh, my gosh, I really suck. (laughs) And uh, was actually talking to a sports psychologist about this. She said, you know, that doesn't sound like any fun at all to be thinking that way about yourself. But that's absolutely right. One, one of the great metaphors is your mind is, is like a uh, TV set and you can change the channel. And if the channel you're watching says, George, you're terrible, change the channel. I, I have a similar problem. I'm, I'm not as fast as I used to be. Most people aren't. And somebody will pass me and I'll think, ah, John, you can't even keep up with that guy. Change the channel. Wow, look at how pretty the flowers are. Or, I'm going two-tenths of a mile faster than the last time. Or, I did, I did Lee Hill last week. First time this year. It was dreadful. And then I thought, you're climbing Lee Hill, John. Good for you. 
you know, or even going into an event where I've thought, oh my gosh, I, you, we talked about this a lot last year. I was looking at what the other people were doing as far as their training and seeing how little I was able to do. And so I was building these other riders up into something they weren't. Yeah, yeah. And one, one of the tricks to use, skills to use, is you can develop power images and you can develop power words. So if you're doing a race, think of some animal, a gazelle that runs really, really fast. And when you feel like you're not going fast enough, imagine you're like a gazelle going really fast. So that's kind of an emotional way of thinking about it. Or you can have a verbal way of thinking about it. Great George. I'm great George. I am great George. I am fast. I am in shape. So you can have power words and power images to help you when you're getting through things like that. Now, can you get more into the cognitive and emotional? Which is one easier to train than the other? The, the cognitive is easier to use because most people are pretty cognitive and not very in touch with their emotions. But ultimately, I think the emotional side is more beneficial. You, you were talking, George, about before Raw last year, you were stressing about the fact that other people had more miles. And stress before an event is pretty typical. And there's actually a stress performance curve. So no stress, you're going to perform terribly. And as your stress keeps rising, your performance keeps getting better and better until your stress gets to a point where it's too much. And then your performance starts to decline again. So think of it as a hump or a hill. And for some stress, building more stress is good. But if it gets too high, you're petrified. So how do you deal with stress? A little hard to just change the channel on that one because that's emotional. And it takes some practice. And so what I have clients do is simply start by learning to sit for 10 minutes and doing nothing but focusing on their breathing, on the inhalation and on the exhalation. And once they can do that, then those 10 minutes and then another 10 minutes, and this best done on the floor, tense your leg muscles really, really tight, as tight as you can get them, left leg muscles, oh my goodness, they're so tight. And then exhale and relax. And they'll relax more than they were. And do it again with your left leg and relax. Right leg, same thing. Arms, same thing. That'll help. Those two things will help you just relax and deal with the stress and the anxiety. And once you learn to focus on your breathing, that's even something you can do at the start line in Oceanside. Everybody's stressing out. You just breathe deeply. Breathe very deeply. Another one that's very, very helpful is, is if there's some location that you find very calming. I lived and trained in California for years. And the ocean, riding by the ocean, was always a calming experience. There's probably some place around Boulder where the location for you, George, just makes you feel better. Any idea what that might be? You know, you're gonna think this is goofy, but it's, I was talking to Terry about this yesterday. I feel great on the last pitch of old stage coming up on the uh, left-hand canyon side, and it's kind of painful, but I just feel like I'm home. 
it, it, it's and great. I can really find peace right there. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's a great stretch, and I, I like it for the opposite region. I, I love getting to the top of that and going down that side. But it's the sort of thing, George, when you're really stressed out on a ride, you can think, oh, I'm climbing old stage. That's what I'm really doing. Boy, this feels great. So you can just use that image to get some calmness going. And I think in a way, I mean, because it's very hard, but that's where I've had my success. You know, that's where I've done the majority of my training because it's all been rehab, and that's where I've been feeling good. So how do you make yourself feel good about yourself? Well, think about the things you do well. I mean, some of it is not rocket science. It's learning to change the channel to what's good so you feel good. Think, think about any sort of thing you've, you've done that you've been able to do well. Another thing that you can use uh, breathing, relaxation for, and so on, two different things. One is relatively short rides, it may not happen, but longer rides, you may well have a problem on the road. Flat tire, broken spoke, anything like that. Get off your bike, breathe a few breaths in and out. And then you're relaxed and you can deal with the problem without freaking out and thinking, oh my goodness, my derailleur is broken. I cannot possibly finish. Well, you can. You can jam a stick in your derailleur to hold it in the right, in the best cog, and then you got four gears. You got big chain ring, small chain ring, standing and sitting. And you can finish the ride. But you'll never think of that if you're just panicked. So that's one time to use breathing and the relaxing skills. A different one is, well, obviously never happens to you, but for me, a lot of rides hurt at one time or another. Oh, we're going to get into pain next. We're going to get into pain <laughs> next. Yeah, yeah, exactly. One of, one of the reasons we like to go out is we like to suffer. I don't like to suffer, but I love coaching. I'm more of a sadist than a masochist. But how do you deal with pain? And that's what I want to... You hear so much with these endurance events. Oh, Ram, that's 10% physical, 90% mental. And I'm like, no, you obviously haven't done it because it really hurts. <laughs> well, I mean, it's the Yogi Berra saying, but, you know, baseball is 90% mental and the other half is physical. So there's a, there's a big fraction. And a couple of different ways of thinking about pain. One is the very best athletes often associate with the pain... 
you know, looking at the wildflowers, talking about anything we could do to forget the pain. So that's one kind of thing, associate, disassociate. The other is by actually doing the relaxing exercises, you can perform better at the same pain level. So the EcoCycle truck just drove by. EcoCycle is the Boulder organization that does recycling. Great company. On the CompuTrainer, I can monitor my watts and I can pay attention to how badly it hurts. And if I consciously relax my upper body, either putting out the same watts doesn't feel as hard, or I can kick it up 10 watts and it feels about the same simply because I'm relaxing. So that's another way when something really hurts to deal with it. It's over the top radio, over the top cycling. We're here in Boulder, Colorado at Spruce Confections, going the distance with Coach John Hughes. Be sure to check out our website, overthetopradio.net. On Facebook, we are Over the Top Cycling. Instagram, Over the Top Cycling. On Twitter, we're Over the Top Bike. John, how can you go into an event with confidence? That's races are so different when I go in feeling ready like I know I can do my best whereas being underprepared not even close that, that was your issue last year when you, you'd done raw you knew about it but you didn't feel like you'd done enough miles or I'm coaching several rookies for Paris Press Paris how can you go into it feeling confident when you've never done it I've done it five times, dealt with pretty much everything. I'm confident I can deal with pretty much everything again if I'm doing it. So there's several ways to do it. One is, is develop an event plan. It's kind of a cognitive way of getting your head around the event. The simplest version, I used to do the Davis Double Century, and I would do it for time, see how fast I could do it. Go out for Italian dinner the night before, and I'd have my cue sheet, and I'd write down when I expected to get it at each rest stop. Simple plan, I knew what it'd take, and there were, there were times I thought I could do. Slightly more advanced version, learned this from Kim Freitas. Make three copies of your cue sheet. Write down the times you expect to get there. Write down the tailwind time and the chase and pull it, draft in the tandem time. Great time. Write down, it's hot, I'm suffering headwind time, slow times. You've then got three scenarios and you're gonna try hard to ride number two. Sorry, number one, the expected time. And if it's great, you can do number two. And if you're having a bad ride, you can do number three. And number three, you know, you're still finishing. So that gives you the confidence you can do it. It's an intellectual way of doing it. Then you can build on that by doing what I call rehearsal rides. You want to, you want to do your first double century. You've never done a double century. Go out and ride 100 miles, and every mile, pretend that you've ridden two miles. And you know the double century route after 10 miles, you'd be 20 miles into your DC. And there's probably a rest stop there. So go through the ride, chunk by chunk, rehearsing what it'll be like when you do the ride twice as long. Another way of cognitively getting your mind around it. Then the third way deals more with the emotions and it's visualizing the event. And to do that, what you do is sit in your chair calmly, do the breathing, the relaxation, close your eyes so you're not distracted, and feel what it's going to feel like standing at the start over your bike. 
Skin's gonna be a little warm but comfortable. You can smell the coffee that the volunteers are drinking. Then feel what it's like to get on the bike and take that first pedal stroke. Your legs are gonna feel strong, probably a little too strong. What's it feel like riding? What's it feel like climbing that first hill? What's it feel like whizzing down the other side? What's it feel like when you get into a windy crosswind section? And you keep visualizing, feeling the ride all the way through. And what that does is, is it helps, all of those tools help prepare you to where when you get to the ride, you've done it, even though not, you've not done it. I mean, my best example is when I went to do Boston, Montreal, Boston in 92. And my brother was crewing for me, and he says, well, what's your goal, John, to finish? And I says, my goal's to finish first, Dick. And I'd never ridden in New England. I certainly never done Boston, Montreal, Boston, but I'd done three 1,200Ks, so I knew a little bit about it. And I had visually, my wife and I were in Santa Fe for two weeks beforehand, and I'd visualized the whole event twice. 400K, 400K, 400K at a time. And to make it really realistic, I put on my helmet, put on my riding shorts, put on my jersey, put on my shoes. One day I sat in the heat, feeling really hot, visualizing the first 400K. And those darn New England riders, they got to those steep hills and they went out fast and they dropped me in my visualization and I thought, well, okay, I cannot go that fast. And I started reeling them in by the first control and by the second control. By the time night came, I caught all of them. And then I kept going. And along about 4 a.m., I was getting really tired in my visualization. And I was starting to get panicky. And then I saw this covered porch at an old store. And I went over there and I lay down on the porch and I ate a power bar. And I imagined taking a little power nap and getting on my bike and going again. And I kept going and ended up setting a course record in my visualization. And then I got there to, oh, then I went through it again. And instead of doing it in the sun, I did it in the rain, just in case it rained in Boston. So six days, first third, second third, third third, and then again in the rain. I get there, and sure enough, these guys from New England, they know these hills, they go out hard. And I thought, well, if they're going to go that fast, they're just going to be ahead of me. But I know I can catch them. And I started reeling them in, in actuality, on the road. And I caught them all by dark just as I'd done in my visualization. And sure enough, there was that country store with the porch along about 3 a.m. And I lay down and I rested and I had my power bar and I got up and refreshed. I'd visualized the whole event. It was like I'd done it before. So there was nothing new, there was nothing surprising. I was confident. And this sounds very emotional. That's the emotional Not the side. cognitive that's, plan. That's the part. So event planning, do that spreadsheet, event rehearsal, do a ride thinking cognitively about where would I be now on the real ride. So you're doing a shorter one, thinking about the longer one. And then visualizing, sitting, using the breathing to focus, and then feeling the, the physical sensations and the emotions of doing the ride. Do you have any articles on your website? People There's actually a, a five-part article down at the bottom on managing your emotions. For, for years, I studied Tai Chi when I lived in California and very much got into it. And the Tai Chi master's mantra was relax, breathe, do nothing extra. So I built a five-part article based on that, different skills, www.coach-hughes.com. 
www.mentalskillsmentorship.com. Click on resources. It's down at the bottom under mental skills. And you can use that as a, as a tutorial. And remember that skills, you don't just zip through it and learn them all. You need to start with tutorial number one and master that, and then tutorial number two and master that and keep moving through them. I've also written a very extensive article for roadbikerider.com, which is for sale for just under $5, again, on mental training. Uh, so if you go to the, to the first page of my website, the homepage, and scroll down a while, you will find that. Thanks very much, John. Look forward to uh, doing a lot of mental training in the heat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In the heat's a good time to do the mental training rather than the physical training. Thank you, George. It's Over the Top Cycling, Boulder, Colorado. I'm George Thomas, going the distance with Coach John Hughes. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.